starting from uh, verse 22. That night, Jeb, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of Jebok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not power him, he touched the, the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is day, daybreak. Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then man asked him, What is your name? Jacob answered. Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with man and with humans and have overcome. Genesis 15, the Bible says, so the Lord, starting from verse 18, so the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Ephrates River to the land now occupied by the Kenites, the Kesenites, the Kindomites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Jebusites. He said, I have given you, I have given this land to, all, to, your, to your descendants all the way from Egypt to the river Ephrates. I want to speak to you this morning about a subject. It's time to harvest the promise of God. It's time to harvest the promise of God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take some time and just talk about how we get to a place where we can take hold of the promises that God has given you and God has given me. Because every promise that was, be, was spoken from the beginning of time, it was yours and it was mine. And you can have it. So I'm going to talk about the wrestle that we all go through. The wrestle that we go through. The steadfastness that we go through. Because all of us deal with stuff. All of us, it doesn't matter how spiritual you are. It doesn't matter how grown up you are. And it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter how you look. There are, there are times and there are points in our lives where all of us deal with things in our lives. We're not immune We wrestle with trust. Can I trust you? Can you trust me? We wrestle sometimes with being kind to people because we walk up on the wrong side of the bed and so we feel like we have, we have the right to not treat people well. We wrestle with growing up. Some of us are 50 years old but we refuse to grow up. We still behave like we're 20. It's time to grow up church. We wrestle, we wrestle, we wrestle all the time. We wrestle to gain victory in areas where we feel stuck. 
We wrestle to get ourselves out of areas, out of cycles in our lives that have held us captive. We wrestle with things in life. We f- I love what Pastor Brand says. Pastor Brand always says that we fight from the place of victory. He has said that many times. The, in, and, and every time... I'm in a march, and every time I'm in a wrestling situation, I always remember those words that we fight from the place of victory. That the battle is already set, but you've got to show up and fight. That the battle, the end result is already set. That Jesus said, you are more than conquerors through him. He said that in his word. The battle was already set. So when we fight and when we wrestle, we come from a place of complete victory in Jesus. If you don't talk to me, I'm going to give this to Pastor Kevin. I'm going to go home. I need you to speak to me this morning. You're going to help me preach today. You're going to help me preach today. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors. And that means for us to be more than conquerors, that we have to conquer something. You cannot be more than a conqueror if you have never defeated anything. You cannot be more than a conqueror if you're still in the same cycle day in and day out. You can't be a conqueror if the same things that troubled you two years ago, you are still in the same mess today. But the Bible is clear that we are more than conquerors. That the God in us is greater than anything that you can go through. Anything that you're going to go through, God is greater. We struggle and we wrestle with friendships. Can I trust my friends? And why do my friends look at me that way? And we struggle in life, finding margin to live a balanced life. We struggle and we wrestle with bills. We wrestle with the business of what's happening around us. Some of us are wrestling with the fact that only 50 of us can be here this morning. That is a wrestle. That's a reality today. We wrestle with coronavirus and the fear that you sometimes we buy into through media. We wrestle with that every day. We wrestle, we wrestle, we wrestle every day. Every day we have stuff that we're going through every day. We have things that are happening in our lives. But what if, just for one moment, you'd use what God has put in your hand. Take the rock that he has put in your hand and defeat your, li- your, your giant this morning. What if, you believe that the God in you was enough. What if you believe that nothing was impossible with God? And what if you refuse to quit? 
You said, God, I will not let you go until you bless me. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay steadfast. I'm going to stay focused. My mind is made up. My mind is made up. I am staying here. I am not moving and I'm not letting you go until I receive the blessing of God. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to take back the promise of God. One of the most amazing things about the story of Jesus is that we were never, he never created us to be alone. And we weren't supposed to be wrestling alone. That he is with you. The Bible says he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. The Bible says I'm with you to the end of the age. He is Jesus. He is steadfast. He is consistent. He is unchangeable. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is who he was. He is who he is. And he will always be who he is. I am who I am, says the Lord. He was the way maker. He will be a way maker. He is a way maker. And he is going to be a way maker. He is a door opener. He is a door opener. He was a door opener. He will be a door opener. He was your provider yesterday. Today he is your provider. Tomorrow he will be your provider. I am the Lord. I change not. That is the God that we serve. He is faithful. From generation. He has always been faithful. He has never wavered his faithfulness. He has always stayed faithful. He will be a provider. He is not influenced. And or altered. By what's going on in your life, he stays God all the time. Whatever it is that you're going through, he is bigger than the it in your life. Whatever it is that you're struggling with, he is bigger and greater than the it in your life. If you can name it, our God is bigger. If you can think it, our God is bigger. If you can dream it, our God is bigger. There is nothing too hard for him. And this morning, that God wants to reintroduce himself to us as a God who makes a way for us. As a God who from the beginning of time, when he released his promises and said you will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed coming in. You will be blessed going out. That our God is faithful and he is true to his word. I am not a man that I should lie. Whatever God has promised, he will deliver. Are you willing to do the work for it? Don't confuse your hallelujah for the process. Do the work. You can't hallelujah away your struggles. You've got to work at it. And God is your helper. And he's here this morning to help us. Amen. Get through some of the stuff we're going through. If you're still struggling with the same stuff you're struggling with today. This time. This year. We have a problem. Because God has put inside of you. The capacity to understand, 
the capacity to believe and the capacity to be able to declare with your own voice that he, God, is a way maker. You have to be able to walk around with determination in your heart, with a fire in your spirit, from the deepest parts of your belly and declare that our God, that this God that I know, he will make a way. He will create a door out of a wall where there is no way. He will make a way. Where there is no way, he will make a way. He can move any mountain and create a flat surface for you to walk on because he's God. But you have to show up. The battle is set. Will you show up and fight and refuse to be refused and refuse to quit. Our potential and God has created us, all of us, with potential. That is why one day he reminded a man named Jeremiah and God looks at him and said, but before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I put potential in you. There was purpose and there was destiny that I put in your life before you were formed in your mother's womb. Before your mom and dad came together, I knew you. Before your great, great, great parents came together, I knew you. And God was reminding Jeremiah that I have a purpose and I have a destiny for your life. Potential is necessary for our purpose. And our purpose is always the answer for the problems that you have. So when you don't reach your potential, you don't fulfill your purpose. And when you don't fulfill your purpose, you leave some things that you were supposed to fix and fixed. Ladies and gentlemen, we read about Jacob. One of the things I loved about that story was that Jacob prepared time to wrestle. He prepared time to engage heaven. He took his family and he sent them away and then he took his stuff and he sent it away and the Bible says he was left alone. He prepared well for the secret place. And I don't know what your preparation looks like. But I do know that we are in a place in our lives where you can get so busy and you can get so focused on everything else that is going on around you that you forget who your source is. That you spend a lifetime chasing the dollar but you never know, knew the provider. 
just because you can show up driving a Land Rover, it doesn't mean you're blessed. And just because you have nice shoes, and just because you can dress up nice, that does not equate to the blessing of God. Those are just things. Legacy is built on longevity. Longevity is the process of wrestling until you win. It means you stay the course. It means you don't jump ship because you think the grass looks greener on the other side. I get tired of people that show up every day here. I'm going to talk to you now. And they tell me we've heard from God. And this is the place God has called us. And a month later, we've, we've left. Did God, what, did, was God a liar? Here's the deal. He either spoke or he didn't speak. Period. Because God doesn't change his mind. He is God all by himself. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need my help. He is God. And when he speaks, he fulfills. When he speaks, things happen. When he speaks, things are shifted in the spirit because he is God. Sometimes, sustaining the blessing of God in our lives is directly related to our ability to fight until we win. You cannot bypass the process of heaven. You can't. So if you're in process this morning, stay in process. Because like Pastor Brand says, we fight from a place of victory. Do you guys believe that? Because if you believe that, everything inside of you changes. When you believe that, your walk looks different. When you believe that, the way you talk to people is different. When you believe that, the way you wake up looks different. When you believe that, your faith in him becomes solid and grounded because you know that and you know that you know that you know that you know you undeniably know that you are more than a conqueror the battle was won on the cross you just had to do show up and do the work you can't want you can't have or just want the blessings of the family and refuse to engage in family. You can't just have, you don't get to have the blessing of community and refuse to engage in community. How does that even work? How do you become a father if you never spend time with your kids? How do you become a mother if you never spend time with your children? Come on, people. It's time. You want created to do life solo and God never speaks solo. God always speaks and he always confirms through his word, through his people, through community. All the time. The struggle within. I only have two points. Then I'll be done. Point number one. The struggle within.
the story of Jacob help, helps us get some information, some background history in terms of what his home life was like. He was human, just like you. He was raised in a home, just like you're raised in a home. And Jacob grew up in a household where his father definitely had favorites. And Jacob wasn't the favorite. Jacob was rejected by his father. He was sent away by his mother. He was rejected by his own brother. So he spent a lifetime trying to process and trying to understand what happened in my home environment. That is where I was supposed to be cared for. And that is where I was supposed to be encouraged. And that is where the God in me was supposed to be called out. And that is where the destiny in me was supposed to be spoken in. And that is where I was supposed to learn how to pray. And I was supposed to learn how to walk with Jesus. And I was supposed to learn how to engage heaven. But what happens when there is so much rejection? They send you away. Your family sends you away. If you have never, if you're too good and have never dealt with issues of life or wrestled through things in your life, then this morning you're not even in this story. And, and his growing had a significant impact in terms of how he viewed his family how he viewed his uh, siblings, and how he saw community. And then he left home. And perhaps he left home prematurely. And so the journey begins. And he gets married. And his father is not there to support him. And he has a family. And he's all alone. His community is not there to support him. And he is successful in his career. But no one is there from his family to celebrate him. He is grown and he is mature. And on the outside, he looks good because everything around him looks really good. The American dream, a dog and a couple kids. And yet inside, he is wrestling, and he is struggling, and he is processing. Don't lose yourself in your fashion. Don't lose yourself in the car you drive. Don't confuse your success today for heaven's normal. Jacob moves away, and from human perspective, when people look at him, he's doing well, and he's really successful. Stay with me, because I'm going to preach. Stay with me. I'm going to preach. So Jacob, one day, 
makes up his mind to reconcile with his brother. But we know that he still dealt with the residue of rejection and, 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 and having to grow up so quickly and being sent away and celebrating all these key moments in his life without the support of family. I love this family because I get to celebrate it with you all. I love this family because how they've rallied around my children, even when my children weren't perfect. That's what community does. I love this family. You've got to stay connected. You have to be connected. So Jacob embarks on the journey to, uh, to meet up with Esau. And his, his decision or choice to move forward and meet up with his brother represents the story of heaven, the story of reconciliation, and the story of redemption. And he doesn't know what to expect. He has no idea how this is going to turn out. If God has you in process, but you choose not to engage in his process, then life becomes really hard. So Jacob makes the right choice and he stays in process. And then we, and that's where we picked up from, it was in Genesis 32, 24. And the Bible says, so Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. He was left alone, and he wrestled with a man until, from, until the sun came back out. He was left alone in the secret prayer place. It was a heart cry and a heart posture of God, I need a breakthrough from you. He wanted to break out of the cycle. He knew that there was some stuff in his life that he has dealt with. He knew that he carried residue that didn't represent heaven's normal. So he said, God, I want to be alone with you. God, I'm taking time for you. I am making myself some room because I'm going to spend time with you. Because for me to receive the blessing of heaven and for me to go to the next level I have to leave the past behind so he made up his mind he was determined come hell or high water I am going to get through this I am going to get through this I'm breaking out of this cycle nothing will hold me back again I am trusting the living God today I am going after my miracle he made up a decision Everything in your life is a choice. And your choice is directly connected to the inheritance of heaven you get to experience here. Some of us, including myself, God will put us right in the middle of his favor. 
But we don't even have the eyes or the capacity to understand that we're exactly where God wants us to be, when he wants us to be, that the timing couldn't be better, that God is all over it, and yet the grass is always green on the other side. We disengage and we leave the favor behind. Ladies and gentlemen, you must walk with understanding. You have to walk with understanding. Not with your feelings. You cannot allow your feelings to lead you. The heaven's understanding has to come into your life. And you have to align yourself with heaven and say, God, what are you doing right now? Where do you need me right now? And engage your community. Those are people that love you. And they'll tell you if you're making a boo-boo. He engaged in this fight all night long. The Bible doesn't say that he took any breaks. He was in a fight all night long. And I can imagine that sometimes in the middle of the fight he felt that he was losing the fight. And sometimes he felt he was winning. And sometimes he felt he was making advances. And sometimes he felt that something hit him so hard that he was back where he started. But he refused to quit. He stayed in the ring. He stayed fast fighting. He stayed contending. He stayed trusting. He stayed. He stayed. He stayed. I will not let you go until you bless me. He stayed. He stayed. He stayed. He stayed. He stayed. He stayed. God is faithful when you stay and don't quit. The process of heaven in verse 26, Jacob invites this man to have dialogue with him. He starts conversing with him. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. We fought all night long. I gotta go, bro. I can't stay here anymore. But Jacob said, there's no way you're going without my blessing. You're not living with my blessing. I have come too far to allow you to walk out with my blessing. I have walked this far and I'm taking my blessing today. So he says, I'll not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Name is Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and you have struggled with humans, and you have overcome. We could go home right here. The man says, I'm getting ready to change your name because you have wrestled with God and you have wrestled with man and have overcome. When you go into a wrestling match, 
you don't always know how it's going to turn out. When you come out of a rest, but when he came out of the wrestle, he was completely changed. He went in one way, not knowing what was going to happen. But because of the determination and the faith that he had in a God to move in his situation, he came out different. He had a name change. And he walked with a limb. He came out with a new identity. He came out with new bones in his body. He came out more focused, more intentional than he went in. He came out, he came out ready to take on the world. He came out more than a conqueror. He came out blessed than he went in. He came out with heaven in his bones that every place he walked he released heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, you are here today because this man, he stayed the cause. And we are talking about him today. We still tell his story today because he lived. He didn't just live. He refused to quit. In verse 24, He's wrestling with man. In 28, 24. And then in 28 says, The man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob because you have struggled with God and with humans and you have overcome. 24. Man. 28. Because you have struggled with God and with humans and you have overcome. God. What he saw yesterday was not what he saw today. Because he stayed in process long enough to get the revelation of heaven. Are you with me? 24, he sees a man. 28, he sees God. There are things in 24 of your life that you thought were man. And you found yourself caught up in this situation and you didn't know how to get out of it. But if you stay a little longer and trusted God and put your faith in God in 28, when you look back, you say, God, you have been with me. God, you have been faithful. God, you carried me through the toughest time of my life. God, you came through for me when nobody else could. God, you provided when I had no job. God, you healed me when the doctor said it was over. God, you've been with me. Because the things that we go through when we stay in the wrestle, when we engage heaven and stay with God, and when we refuse to be refused, and when we refuse 
to be denied. And when we say, God, I am staying here until you bless me, they become part of your destiny, part of your purpose, part of your purpose, and part of God's story in your life. And that is what testimony is made out of, that I have been there and I have seen him faithful when there was no rain. I saw him faithful in the desert time. I saw him faithful in the season of rain. He has consistently been faithful in my life. In 24, everything is hopeless. In 28, he gives you a new song. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so good. With every breath and everything inside of me, I will sing of the goodness of God. He has been faithful. You have to stay faithful to, the, to, uh, to, to where God has you. The process God has you right now. You cannot bypass the process of heaven. But that God gave you community and that God gave you family. We win. We cannot quit. We have come so far by faith. Living one day at a time. Trusting him. Sometimes one moment at a time. It is time for you and I to harvest the promise of God. There are things that are burdens in your life. But if you stay in community, they'll become a blessing. Your burdens in 24, blessings in 28. That is why we wrestle until we win. In 24, you are in the middle of it. In 28, God is beginning to sing over your life. In 24, you don't know left from right. In 28, the doors are open. The doors of victory. The doors of the blessings of God. You're starting to see his normal become evident in your life. In 24, maybe you're living in depression. That you're feeling so sad about what's going on. In 28, you begin to sing. I can sing a billion songs. I can dance. Till my feet are numb. I can spin till I'm empty and poor. But I can't praise you enough. Because you have been faithful. How far are you willing to go people? How far are you willing to go? It's time to harvest the blessing. It's time for us to harvest the promise of God. In 24, some of us thought it was, ever, it was over. There was nothing left to live for. 
because the process of life was so hard. But in 28, God sang it over you until you found your song. He dan you danced till my heart woke up. Now I move to the rhythm of your love. I can't praise you enough because you have been faith. Because you, I have seen your faithfulness. How far are you willing to go? It's time for the harvest. The Bible says he was left alone and he wrestled. No one else is mentioned except that Jacob was left alone and he wrestled all night long. With man. But there was no man that were mentioned. Is it possible that Jacob was wrestling with Jacob? Could it be that he was working through some of the things that he had gone through? The rejection, the raising his children alone, never having family to celebrate with him. And sometimes that's the tension that we go through every day. The dance between the old and the new. The God that wants us to step into our purpose. And the you and I that are so comfortable and complacent where we are we don't want to rock the boat the tension of a god who says i have called you out of darkness into light but the darkness sometimes is safer the tension between a god who demands and has an expectation over your life to rise up and do what he has called you to do. Fulfill the mandate of God on your life. And yet you find yourself sitting back and relaxing because of complacency. It has become easy to stay here than to go there. It is easier for me to go back to my old ways than to go there. A God who says now that you've come into the light, I expect your language to change. And you who says it is easier every now in a while, in a while for me to use a word that's not in the English vocabulary. That is the tension that we all go through. But Jacob, in the middle of this tension, in the dance of life, he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. My mind is made up. I am determined. I will not let you go until you bless me. I'll stay in the process until I see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will not quit until all things work together in my life. I will not give up until... 
greatness in my house and my life is resurrected again. I will not let you go until the fire of God comes and consumes everything that I deal with. I will not let you go until the name of the Lord protects me and my family. I will not relent until every obstacle to my uncommon breakthrough is cleared away. I'm going to stay the process until I can declare whether it is convenient for the enemy or not, my God will arise in me this year and my enemies will be scattered and that is the kind of God that you serve. I will not quit until you bless me. And Jacob says all this when in human eyes He's doing pretty good. The American dream. He has a wife. He has some kids. I don't know, maybe he has two dogs. He has, I don't know, some, I don't know, bad things. I don't know. He has the white picket fence. He's doing pretty good. And yet he finds himself at a place where he's saying, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then the man said, you will no longer be the Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans, and you have overcome. His request was not to receive something, but to be someone. The man said, get ready, I'm going to change your name. Jacob did not ask for a, na a name change. Jacob asked for a blessing, and the blessing came with a name change. From the moment, uh, uh, from that moment, and every, uh, and uh, that, from that moment forward, every time that people will address him, that he became Israel, the Prince of God. So he gives this name. God gives this name to Abraham's grandson. And later on, ladies and gentlemen, Israel is the name given to Jacob's offsprings and to the nation they eventually form. One man refused to quit. We're still talking about him today. What will your legacy look like? What, what's your story going to be? What will they be talking about 10 years from today? How will, you, how will they remember you next year, this time? One man. Everything changed because of the choice he made. Your choices before God and heaven, they matter. The choices you make every day, they matter. Because you're not just choosing for yourself. You're choosing for your children. And you're choosing for your children's children. And you're making choices for generations to come. Your choices, they matter. Jacob had to wrestle it through. So that the limitations why he was raised up. And the limitations of his past couldn't hold him back. From accomplishing God's purpose. You can't. Hallelujah the process. Ladies and gentlemen. You got to do the work. Go with me really quickly. 
Shall we close in about 10 minutes? Genesis 15, 18 to 21. God says to Abraham, that I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great river of, of, of writers. We are in a place right now where we need to harvest the promise of God. When God promised Abraham that he was going to give him the land all the way from the, from the, to the Euphrates River, Abraham never took on the challenge. He didn't take it very seriously. Isaac saw the Euphrates. He did not see the river Nile. He never pursued the promise of his father. Jacob saw the Nile, the, the river Nile, but never went as far as the, the river Euphrates. In the fourth generation of the prophecy, Joseph was the fourth, second man in command in the fourth generation of the prophecy. And even though Jacob stewarded the presence of God so well, and he stewarded the resources of heaven so well, and lived on the banks of the river Nile, he never went as far as the Euphrates. Moses took them as far as the Jordan, but wasn't able to get him into the promised land. Joshua, as amazing as he was, He's the man who declared that for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Was not able to accomplish the task. When Joshua died, he, he passed on the baton to a series of judges. Men like Sam uh, Samson, men like Jephthah, Gideon. But none of them pushed towards the Euphrates River. Samuel transformed Israel in his own way, but never pushed towards the promise. When Samuel poured all on Saul's head, not one time did Saul push towards the promise. And then came one young man, his name was David. And he killed a lion. And he killed a bear. And then one day, with a slingshot, he killed a giant. And that was the beginning. Of his, that will be the bathing of a king. That moment marked in history the bathing of the king. And even though he journeyed on and became a king, he was never satisfied with the fact that he killed the giant. He went ahead and he destroyed, in, in, in 1 Chronicles 18, he destroyed the Philistines and he went to Gath and he destroyed them and he took out the Amorites. He was not satisfied. He was going to the river. He was going to establish his dominion. Come hell or high waters. He had made up his mind. He was determined in his spirit. I am going for the promise. It is time for us. To take the promise. It's time for you and I to harvest the promise. We are going all the way to the river. We are not stopping with the Philistines. 
No giants in our way are going to stop us. And there is no mountain in our way that is going to stop us. It is time for you. It is time for me to have as the promise. Nothing in this world is going to stop us. We are going after the promise of God. The promise that many, many years ago, God gave an old man named Abraham. And he said, from Egypt all the way to the Euphrates, I'm going to give to your descendants. You are the descendant. And we thank God for what Joshua did. And we're grateful for what Samuel did. And we're happy about Samson's accomplishments. But that's not what God has called us to. We are the generation. You are the generation that will walk right into the enemy's camp and take back what the enemy has taken from us. You are the generation. You are the generation that will release heaven every place you go. You are the generation. You carry miracles in your hands. You are the generation that will change the world. You are it. We are going the whole way. Nothing will stop us. We are moving forward. And for years, we've grown up in a society where a sick, a sensitive church has become the norm. We've raised men and women who are 60 years old in the church that they can't even pray. How do you defend yourself if you don't know how to pray? We have raised men and women who don't know how to read the word. They don't have word in their heart. How do you defend yourself if you don't have the word of God written on your heart? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. And we have people in the church in North America who'd rather be found rolling on the floor all day long praying for their city to be transformed how are you going to transform the city if you don't get off your floor and do some work that is the real work it's time for us to have as a promise it's time for us to have as a promise ladies and gentlemen how far are you willing to take this thing because everything that you need to accomplish his mission that he has ordained for your life, he has given you. How far will you stay in the fight? Will you stay long enough to see the promise of God? Some of you, you are born with an Isaac. You are pregnant with an Isaac. And your belly is full of the presence of God. Will you stay long enough to see the birthing of the promise? I believe we're stepping into a season of signs and wonders. The miracles in your hands. Everybody, lift your hands up. The miracles in your hands. Use those hands in the name of Jesus. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. 
Open your mouth and release life in death situations in the name of Jesus. Call those things that are not as though they are. Can these bones live? Yes, they can in the name of Jesus. Is there anything too hard for God? The baton has been passed to you. You are it. You are the generation that is going to leave a mark. You're going to leave footprints in this world. The generations after us, they'll talk about your story and that your tenacity and your, how you are consistent and you refuse to quit. It's not about you and I. It's bigger than you and I. It's about heaven. The kingdom of heaven being established here and now. Rebecca, babies are coming. Rachel, Joseph is coming. Elizabeth, John the Baptist is coming. Manoah, Samson is coming. Hannah, Samuel is coming. Mary, Jesus is coming. And some of you right now, in this moment today, your eyes that you are about to bat the promise of heaven, stay the cause. Stay the cause. Work the process for in due time. What are you pregnant with today? And how far are you willing to go? Let's stand on your feet in Jesus' name. What are you pregnant with today? And how far are you willing to take this thing? How far are you willing to take this thing? It's time to harvest the promise of God. If you're here this morning and you're birthing something in the spirit, there are things that God put in your life that you've yet to see come to fruition. That you feel like this morning you're pregnant with the very presence of the one who changed your life. That there are some things that you needed to leave behind so you can step into the new season. If you're here this morning and this word is witnessing to your spirit that you're ready to break out of regular routine and normal mundane and out of your usual circle and complacency and become the people of God that God has called you to be, come here right now. Ministry team, you can come to the front. We're going to pray for you this morning. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. If you're watching online, we'd love to pray with you. We'll agree with you, send in your requests, and I think we pray throughout the week. So, Father, this morning, I thank you for your presence, and I thank you for your word. And I pray that, God, this morning, we will never be the same, God. Lord, I pray that the presence of God will invade us in such a way that God will leave this place changed, God. I pray that, Father, we won't quit. We won't abort the baby. We won't abort the presence of God. We won't be the ones that abort the promise of God. That, Father, we would stay the cause and see the bathing of a miracle and see the bathing of a promise.
So Lord, I release your grace over your people today. I release strength over your people today. In the name of Jesus, I release faith over your people today to begin to call out everything that's not all the dreams in their lives as though they are. I release faith over your people today to speak to the mountains in the name of Jesus. I release faith over your people today to bring, to dream above and beyond their capacity in the name of Jesus. Open our capacity, God, to receive more. Open up our capacity, God. Stretch us ten, ten backs, God. We want more of you this morning. I release your blessing, God, and your healing, God, over every person sick here today, God. We declare this morning the miracles of heaven are our portion today in Jesus' name. Amen.